Hey, welcome to that badass podcast. I'm Kaylee, your realistic nutritionist, helping you find the balance between green smoothies and red wine. And I'm Ashley, the creator of Royally Fit, that went from obsessive exercising and calorie counting to living a free, unrestrictive, and badass life. We are here to build a tribe of babe-supporting babes so you can thrive in your fitness, health, and mental wealth. So if you like to keep it real, raw, and controversial, welcome. Let's get started. Boom! Nailed that shit! (laughs) After like 18 tries. Oh, hello. Just hanging out here with Kelly and our good friend, Christy Fasani. And we are going to be having an awesome discussion today because Christy is a health at every size yoga and movement educator, as well as basically intuitive and joyful movement, healthy body image at every size. Like she's an advocate for all the good shit right now. But basically what we want to do is have an open conversation today um, about how these messages are trendy right now Mm -hmm. and aren't being utilized correctly. Yeah. And how that can be a trigger for a lot of people. And basically we're going to try and give you guys just some insight to what is happening right now on social media. So you can make your own decision on whether things are triggering you or not, because the messages that are going around right now are very confusing when it comes to like body positivity, health at every size. And so Christy's going to kind of bring her expertise to break that down and where the messages are confusing and then how to basically protect ourselves so that we're not just accepting everything we see online Mm -hmm. as the truth because it's not. And yeah, so this is going to be a good conversation. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Such a good morning. I know. I can't believe it took this long (laughs) to even get you on, right? Well, yeah, life happens. I know. It's crazy. I know. So anyways, welcome. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, let's let's dive into it with just like a little bit of explanation of what these things are. So basically, what does healthy at every size mean? Yeah. So health at every size is a movement in and of itself. And And what it is, is it focuses on incorporating healthy behaviors into your life as opposed to focusing on numbers. Um, So health at every size is, you know, focus on incorporating intuitive eating, um, listening to your full signals, your hunger signals, giving into cravings with the real thing, um, and as well as intuitive and joyful movement. So incorporating exercise into your life, but without focusing on, you know, the aesthetics parts of exercise. Um, Also, too, I love this movement because it debunks the myth that fat equals unhealthy and thin equals healthy. Mm -hmm. And so it looks at why some people actually require more fat than others to function optimally, um, which I think is amazing. So um, another part of the movement is also um, helping people get to their set point uh, weight and helping them stay there. So it just focuses on the behaviors rather than the numbers, the scale, the weight loss, and all that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what it is in a nutshell. Amazing. And and why did you get into this? Like, why is this important to you? Yeah, I got into it because um, I had an eating disorder for 15 years, and I was always striving to be thin, a certain size. And me, genetically, I, I'm not meant to be thin. Um, I'm also not in a very big body, but I meant to have a little bit more fat on my body. And my thing was always trying to get rid of the fat off my body. And now that I know about the health at every size, which is all research-based evidence, um, which I love because, you know, you can tell me 
you know, your opinion and, and your story and all this. But when I see the science of something, I'm like, oh my God, okay, this has been proven. This is good news. Um, I, I hooked on to the health at every size because when I learned about set point theory and our body's built in natural um, weight mechanism and how it does the work for us, if we let it, I was like, oh my God. This makes sense. Every time I would lose weight, I would always gain weight quite quickly. Like there's that yo-yo yes. experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. And which I think is stressful in and of itself. You know, I am in a bigger body now than I was probably that I have been in probably since before I had my eating disorder. But I've stayed at the same weight. I haven't had to go up and down with all these crazy fluctuations. Um, and that's very freeing to stay mm-hmm. in the same size. Um, so when I read the research about why some people just need more fat to function at a healthy, like at a healthy level, uh, that really excited me. So now I just focus on healthy behaviors. Whereas before, you know, my motivation for eating and exercise was to shrink my body. There's mm-hmm. no connection to anything. It was no other reason for it. Um, so I love the health at every size and I'm, I'm more health at every size and body acceptance, um, accepting your body at all the different stages of life. And it's not that I'm against weight loss. Cause a lot of people will say, Oh, well you, you think it's like, okay to go eat this, eat burgers every day and not move your body. And it's like, no, that, well, that's, those aren't healthy behaviors. Do I think it's okay to do that every so often or when you're craving it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the health at every size movement is majority of the time. She talks a lot, Linda Bacon, about if you are eating intuitively, if you really listen to your body, the most, most of the time you're going to crave really healthy foods. Most of the time. It's this disconnection that we don't have, this listening to our body, our, we're, we don't have trust with our bodies. Um, you know, we're so disconnected in that way. Um, and if you just let your body do what it wants to do, it'll do what it needs to do. I love that you mentioned this because I think a lot of people think that because they crave unhealthy food, they're like, well, how am I supposed to eat intuitively? So Ashley and I have talked about this a few times that it does take time. You need to clean up your diet. And after you have cleaned up the diet, then you can start to be aware of how you're feeling. So for me now, if I say I have a weekend where I'm out with friends and I'm kind of eating my pizza, whatever, when Monday comes around, I can't wait to have my salad yeah, or to have, you know what I mean? Or to have my green smoothie. Like my body wants to go back to feeling good. Totally. So you have to have some sort of patience before you can get to that point. But when you get there, it does really happen. It does. And, And I hate to say it. And, and I've talked about this before on social media, like the stages of, um, you know, the stages of eating disorder recovery, I'm coming from eating disorder, but a lot of people are in that orthorexia stage. Um, you have to go through binge stage, which is eating all the shit. That's what I did. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Before you can go to intuitive eating. Like you can't go from eating disorder to intuitive eating. Yes. You have to go through orthorexia. You have to go through binge because you've deprived yourself for so long that you just have to, you have to go through that stage. Mm-hmm. You have to give your body all of this stuff that it wants in the moment, but Know that eventually, like you were saying, your body's going to create crave those healthy nutrients. Yeah. 
Well, and also the motivation to want to get to intuitive eating and kind of like going through that phase and then cleaning things up still has to come from a place of love. So if you're doing it and you're doing it because you think that that's the new trend right now and that's what's going to give you optimal weight loss, then you're not going to have lasting success. Yes. So it still needs like the the heart of it needs to come from a good place. It needs to come from, I want to feel better. I want to feel in control. I want to be happy with myself again. I want to feel energized. It can't be, well, this is the next trend that people are talking about on social media and I want to lose weight and I just want to be able to eat whatever I want. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Like it has to come come from a good place because you could get into a binging state and you could stay there and then start purging and you could stay there for a very long time. Totally. Right. And not get to that intuitive state of eating because you're still coming from that place of scarcity. Well, and one thing I want to add in is that you can't eat intuitively if you are counting calories, if you are tracking macros, if you are on a keto diet, because at that point when you're following something that's strict, you're not listening to your body. No, Mm -mm. You're thinking, oh, okay. I've already had all my uh, carb macros. So all I have left is, oh, I can have a hard-boiled egg, but my body is actually craving more carbs. So you have to break free of all of that shit if you're ever actually going to be in a good place with food. And until I stopped counting calories and doing all those things, I was never at a good place. I might say I was at a good place, but I wasn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was still being controlled by food. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. And And the diet culture. And the diet culture. And you know what? I see people pick up on social media right now about intuitive eating and weight loss. And that pisses me off because that's not the whole point of intuitive eating. Some people do lose weight. Some people don't lose weight. Some people gain weight. Some people gain weight. That's just how it is. Like we shouldn't, why are we, again, turning something like that's supposed to be health driven and associating it with an outcome that everyone wants to grab onto, right? It's like, no, don't talk about that. Like, it's, it's very, it gets very confusing because like you were saying, some people will say, Oh, this is the diet I'm on. It's called intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. Well, no. And I think that's going to help them lose weight. And they're not realizing that really it's breaking up with the diet culture and and then like their motive is wrong. And so they're ultimately not going to have lasting success. No. Right. So that's a really good segue into the confusing messages that are on, that are going on on social media right now, because these things are so trendy, intuitive eating, body positivity, like, um, health at every size, all these things are trendy right now. And everyone's grabbing onto it with the the wrong intent. And it's to make more money. It's to get more attention. It's to make themselves feel good to be on trend. And then they're just like basically polluting what these things were created for and what these movements were created for. Absolutely. And like we were talking about before we started this podcast, that can be triggering for a lot of people. And then it can keep them in that state of, the diet culture. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Like, let's talk about some of the confusing messages that maybe all of us see online and then how that's really confusing to give. Because a lot of people will scroll online and they don't really, they're just scrolling mindlessly and they're they're absorbing these things without realizing it. And they're not really questioning the message. They're not really actually sitting there and being like, is this the truth? They're just taking it as the truth because they're just scrolling and they're thinking it's not doing anything and it's not getting, yeah. but it's subliminally getting in there. Oh, or they yeah. forget the fact that we're all individual. So just because this person follows this specific diet and has lost this amount of weight, oh, absolutely. that does not mean your body is going to react the same way. No. Yeah. No. It, dri- it's, it drives me crazy because I've been doing this work for almost 10 years and all of a sudden I'm seeing like an oversaturation of mixed messages. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, there is gray area. There's always going to be gray area in certain things, right? But I'm seeing like literally like black and white. 
mm-hmm. messages that are mm-hmm. like the complete opposite, trying to be married together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, for a while, I didn't talk about it because I'm not a confrontational person, but I really believe in the movement of health at every size and body positivity. And, and that kind of comes with the, the movement when you believe in something like so, so much and you want to see positive change, you kind of have to talk about the shitty stuff. Well, you know what I say? And like, this is where my revelation came with the letter to all women. And this is partly actually from Dr. Renata as well, is your mission has to be bigger than your fear. Yeah. So like you can Absolutely. have, you can have these things, but then when you become so passionate and, and like such an advocate for a certain like movement or whatever's going on, yeah. that, that doesn't, that stuff doesn't matter. The criticism doesn't matter. So like, creating confrontation doesn't matter. Yeah. So why don't you, why don't you, you don't have to talk about like specific people, yeah. but share like some of the confusing messages that might be you, people might be seeing online right now. Yeah, I I'm seeing bodily acceptance being married with like weight loss, um, which is so contradictory, because body positivity came from the fat acceptance movement, where you know people wanted to get away from weight loss talk, and and that's was the biggest thing is getting out of diet culture, no more weight loss talk, and now I'm seeing. Bodily acceptance and weight loss and bodily acceptance and numbers and measurements and restrictive eating and they don't go together. They just they just can't be together because bodily acceptance, when you accept your body, you don't focus on wanting to change it. That's the biggest thing. When we're focusing on numbers and and you know, doing workouts for measurements, well, we're not accepting our body then because we're looking to change our body. Right. You know, if you're practicing intuitive eating and, you know, you're moving for joy and you're not obsessing and maybe your body changes, like if you're a person that's never exercised or ate intuitively, your body might change, you know, but it's just not the focus. Mm -hmm. So when I see that people are like in one sentence talking about bodily acceptance and weight loss, should fat. In the same, like the the shed fat thing bothers me. Now that I know the the science behind fat, mm-hmm. I'm like, no. Like for for me, if if I went to a program where the focus was fat loss, shedding fat, I actually would be unhealthier. So I feel like it's a little bit harmful to to try to help somebody shed fat when that could actually have the reverse effect on their body. Yeah, physically and emotionally. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that just per- perpetuates this like fat phobic idea that fat is bad on the body. Yeah. Um, I even did a post about um, not assuming that somebody has a weak core because they have fat on their stomach. Mm-hmm. because it comes the core strength comes from the inside. Mm-hmm. So when you're, you know, telling people, "Oh, you can have these abs and you can have shed fat and let's get these measurements going." You're telling that person that their body is not good enough the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. Which is very harmful in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um and I get it. I mean, this has been our, the fitness industry for how long, right? But if you are promoting body acceptance, you wouldn't be promoting that. If you really looked at the roots and respected of where this movement came from, what it was born out of, Health at Every Size came out in the 80s, and it's only been in the last couple of years that it's gotten a lot of publicity. Um, 
And I think that this information is just starting to become mainstream. So I do feel like once you learn about this information and you're still continuing to advocate for weight loss and body acceptance at the same time, well, then you just have no integrity mm-hmm. straight up. Like you just have no, it's, it's, it's a marketing thing at that point. Yeah. 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 It's lacking integrity for sure. It's capitalizing. Yeah. And I think this is a good opportunity for us to share how like we used to do that kind of stuff. And uh, like as a company, we were actually coached by people and I'm not blaming them yeah, because we, we inherited this and we accepted it that we were coached that you sell people what they think they need. Totally. And then you do the work after and I get the psychology behind it, but I have done a lot of work and people have challenged me on this and I appreciate the challenge. Yeah. Um, that like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm becoming part of that diet culture phenomenon right. when I am selling people to lose weight or showing before and after pictures on right. our website. And I'm selling that, that, that one is better than We're the other. We're selling that they're not enough. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm sitting here listening to you and I think back to even like a year ago of how different my mentality was. For sure. And it's like, I so badly want to learn as much as I can and embrace it. And that's yeah. the thing is like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm an expert because I have no. had thin privilege my whole life. Right. So all of this is new to me and I only looked at it through my lens. So seeing yeah. it and hearing it, it's like, it's so, like it, all it does is makes me want to learn more so that I can be better. And yeah. so that we can show women that like, you're fucking awesome as you are right in this moment. Yeah. Do you want to clean up your health because you have inflammation or you're bloated yes. and you're not sleeping well and Healthy you're behaviors. A hundred percent. Yeah. But do you need to be skinny to be enough? Fuck no. 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 Yeah. But this is the thing that's different though about you guys is that you're willing to learn. You're willing to admit that that wasn't probably the right decision, but that was also then like this information is just coming out, right? Let's be well, serious for a second. Ashley and I could probably make a lot more money oh, if for we sure. decided to go in at weight loss. Oh, um, 100%. We could be far more successful. I could have that house that I want. Oh, but like, absolutely. I have to look in the mirror every day. Yeah. And I have to stand like at, and look at myself and be okay with what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'd rather have a smaller group and have less money, but have more impact. Yes. Like that's, I, I can't, integrity comes before money for me. For yeah. sure. And I've noticed like, I mean, I followed Royally Fit for how, probably since the online started in 2013. Yeah, you were one of our our girls. Yeah, yeah, I did the Yugi, right? So, but I see that you just don't stop evolving once you learn. Whereas it's very easy for fitness companies to just hashtag body acceptance, hashtag fat fat loss, loss, right? And just be done with it. And that's, that's fucked up. Yeah. But you guys take the time to learn and you'll, and you'll openly say, yeah, you know what? Last summer, that wasn't the right, that wasn't the right choice of words. Yeah. We fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Like how much more authentic, Yeah, you know, and you're willing to learn about this kind of stuff as you go. You're really like the, the new rebranding. I just love it because it gives me hope that, oh my God. Okay. This is great. Like fitness companies are actually getting on board with this. But staying true to the math, like practicing what they preach mm-hmm. is that this is the thing, right? Like I get excited. It's very easy to just sell weight loss. Like I, I, I mean, even for half of the time that I've been teaching yoga, oh, there were still times I was still promoting my classes to, for, to lose weight. Oh my God. I used to have a, a sure. DVD called weight loss yoga. Of course. <laughs> but I, this was before I actually read about 
the health at every size movement, body positivity, like that's, this was before I I learned the information. Mm -hmm. And I think it's one thing to learn the information and then ignore it. And there's another thing to give yourself like the opportunity to learn, absorb, make changes. Yeah, for sure. We all have to evolve. And like, I know for me, a lot of my revelations came last year when I had to take my breast implants out. And then that's when like, it was just like revelation after revelation after revelation for me. And then that's why I feel like this is an important conversation because I recognize before I didn't realize it at the time, but I recognized before now that I had a very um, confusing message, right? right? So I was like, love your body, do all these things, uh, you know, like do these things because you love your body. But then I had breast implants and I, like, I realize now as like a social media micro influencer that like, although micro I'm having an impact on women of course, and there's like an ethical responsibility that comes with that. And that's, what's really frustrating with these messages that are going on online right now is that whether it's the fat acceptance or the oh, health yeah. at every size or body positivity is like people re- can't just take what they're seeing online as like that's the truth because there is a lot of untruth and oh. for me I was I was just becoming one of those other people that were like believing that because I didn't take a moment to step back and think that there's another way and that maybe this is wrong right so like everyone that's looking at a social media account and is just like accepting it as the truth just qu- take a moment and question consider if Always that message <laughs> is true or not and like one thing that really triggers me right now is that when I see people and their body positivity influencers or um, self-acceptance influencers. And like they have hundreds of thousands of followers and then they take you to their Botox appointment. Yeah. That is not self-love. That is not body positivity. That is not self-acceptance. And then like, but people are taking it like it is. And then they think because they're admitting it oh, and they're online and like other influencers are like tagging, they're tagging each other and they're like, yeah, babe, like Botox is, you know, if it makes you feel better, like fuck the people that judge us. And I'm like, but you're not taking responsibility for the yeah. impact you're having on people. Yes, because people will listen cool. to you. People will mimic yeah, right? absolutely. And that's not cool. And it, I, I was a part of that. And then so like, I am more hell bent than ever to like break these down and like make people realize because I just needed somebody to be like, poke, poke, poke. Let's just look at this differently for a moment. But nobody did that to me, right? I had to come to my own realization. So I want to be the poker, right? Like, I want to poke a bunch of holes in people's belief systems, because they're pretty fucked up right now. Oh, yeah. And like, I just hate the, the fact that people are capitalizing monetarily as well. Let's be real. Like a lot of these people people are capitalizing on something that's trendy, oh. which is like the body positivity, self-acceptance, health at every size, all this shit, because they're making a coin off of it. So there's one influencer that like everyone loves right now, and I'm not going to name, but they drive me up the fucking wall. Yeah. And they have over 200,000 followers right now, and they're constantly showing you pictures of their, their cellulite and their stretch marks. And I love that. And that should be seen out there. And yeah. we need to see that to accept ourselves. We need to start seeing what's in, like what's actually a reality. But then they turn around and then they modify their face and they get lip injections and they get Botox. To get rid of the same aging. So yeah. the whole thing is like, she's like, well, I want to break down. Um, like I, I want to show people that there's um, all different body sizes and types because I felt shame about mine before. Cause I didn't see them. I'm like, well, what's the difference between that and your face? Yeah. Because we're going to feel shame about aging. And we're going to perpetuate this whole thing that women have been afraid about aging. Oh, aging is a whole, that's another body. That's a big part of bodily acceptance is your aging. Your face is your body. Yeah. Ah! First off, 
Do you think 150 years ago they gave a shit no. about wrinkles? No. We were taught that we're supposed to give a shit yeah. about wrinkles. Yeah. You know what's a really great alternative to Botox? Green juice. Yeah. Collagen powder. Yeah. Drinking enough water. Sleeping. Yeah. Movement. Yeah. Those are all things that are going to make you look fantastic. And a gratitude journal about the fact that you get to fucking age. And you're healthy. That is the one that gets me. Yeah. Why like, are we so afraid to age? The fact that you gift. get to age is a gift. Every day is a fucking gift. Yeah. Sorry, I keep dropping F-bombs, but like, <laughs> it just makes me angry, especially when I see people being like, yeah, I got my celery juice, I'm going to do this detox, da 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 but let me go put poison in my face. Yeah. It's, what? It's... What? Your liver? It, it's still attacking your liver. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day... It's also just really bad for you. And those that say it's not bad for you, it's bullshit. Do your research. Yeah. It is bad for you. It is poison. Well, it's a foreign substance. Yeah. Like, our bodies aren't meant to absorb stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I I, I don't understand it, but I, I mean, our culture is, in a way, it's sick, right? We're so focused on the outside. Yeah. We're not focusing on the inside, right? Our experiences, our life experiences... Um, you know, because for years I would associate my worth with just how my body looked. And I feel like so many people are trapped in that cycle. Absolutely. It's being perpetuated right now. So oh. I think it's at an all time high because of social media and oh, like, for although sure. we're seeing all these different body types and there's really, there's amazing things happening. People aren't curating their feeds to only see those no. things. So they're following these people that make them feel good about certain things, but then are sending them different messages like, body positivity and break up with dieting but then let's go shed some fat or body positivity so but then let's go get some yeah. Botox it's okay to have dimples in your bum but it's not okay to have wrinkles around on your, your face eyes. and I feel yeah. bad because I just got real aggressive there for a second because <laughs> I do feel really bad for the women that are struggling and because I saw Ashley last year talking to me about how she wanted to get Botox before uh -huh. all this and yeah. how hurt she was and that's why I get so fired up at these influencers because I'm like you have no idea how broken some women are and so that you can get more likes triggering more, it just it, I I feel like I have to fight for the little people that are being hurt exactly and that's the that's the exact thing is that right now it's people are making it seem like it's um supportive of other women if they don't judge them by doing that thing yeah. but how about we just take a step back and be like instead of me messaging this influencer and asking about her Botox and her encouraging me to go to a consultation yeah maybe she should have said you know what you're enough yeah you know what I mean? Like what you're saying earlier, like yeah. as soon as you start to like talk about dieting or counting calories, you're perpetuating the fact that like they're not enough. And yes. So as soon as you support a friend and, you, and you're getting these things, and this is what I was doing before. And this was like my, it was like tearing me apart inside. Oh, for about, sure. Like, like the... The irony, like the paradox of it all is that like I was supporting my friends and doing this. And ultimately, when I had to reflect and come back on my own, like, how am I going to feel if I don't have my breasts anymore? How am I going to feel if I don't get Botox? How am I going to self-accept? Yeah. And then I thought about all those people that had supported me along that and how every time, although it seems supportive, I'm like, I love her. She doesn't give a shit. Like, she just supports me and wants me to feel good. And I'm like, no, no. Every yeah. time that actually had an impact on my self-worth. Absolutely. Every single time. And every time I supported my friends in doing that, even if it just seemed like I was supportive and awesome, and that's how it felt at the time, Yeah, it was actually damaging to their self-worth. And every time we all commit to these things socially as women, oh, yeah. it's damaging to our self-esteem. Because if I'm getting these things and I don't think I'm worthy, then 
clearly you're not worthy of aging either, right? Like, so it's damaging. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it just perpetuates the issues, right? Well, it's like, yeah, it's like focus on how you feel. Again, we're missing like the feeling of being in our skin. We're just so hyper-focused on the outside, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, yeah, like for me, I can't, I have to unfollow people. I recently went through like an unfollow block craze because I, and once I got started, I couldn't stop. It was like so good. It was like, (laughs) I got to keep going. This is so, and you know what? I got to say, since I've unfollowed and blocked, oh my God, I feel so much better. Mm -hmm. Like it does have an impact on your life. You do. It, or it does. Even if you don't think it does, it oh, absolutely does. And and it's not like I would, you know, obsessively read these people's like posts and stuff. All it took was for me to see the picture in the caption. But now that I don't see it, yep. I feel so much more mentally healthier. Yeah. You can think that scrolling mindlessly isn't affecting you. Oh. But when you see, oh, perfect ass. Oh, six pack. Oh, those are lip injections. Oh, wow. She looks really good for her age. This is, oh, that's yeah. it. It takes a toll, whether you realize it or not. It takes a toll. And it's creating those stories in your head, which you just replay over and over and over. Absolutely. And and setting boundaries, like the problem is too, if you're a people pleaser, um, setting boundaries can be very scary, but you have to do it for your mental health and well-being. Like if we're if we're talking about health, health is more than just what you eat. And how much you exercise. Yeah. It's your mental well-being. And for me, I can't I can't follow people. I can't collaborate with people if they're not on the same wavelength as me. And I think that's important too. Like I've had to say no to some people because I'm like, like I, I, I even had, it's so funny because I even had an interview to work at a spa and uh, not that long ago, the, another story, I'm not taking a part-time job, but um, they do Botox once a week. And I was like, mm, I just can't, can't. Because again, it's it goes with body acceptance, right? Um, I've always thought aging was a beautiful thing. And I wish more people would see it that way because it's like, here's another day you get to breathe mm-hmm. and be here. Like focus on the things that make you happy. Well, and especially like as you get older, you become more wise. Right? Absolutely. And I keep thinking of like what has shifted that now when we're in our 30s, 40s, 50s, that the, our biggest fear is aging. Yeah, big like, time. What, why are we not celebrating the fact that we're here or like that those laugh lines were because you had a really good time. Exactly. And it just It just makes me sad that I hope the time I'm 50 years old that I'm way more even confident than I am now. Oh, for I don't sure. want to be looking in the mirror and be like, mm, wah, wah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's just why I just don't understand why our, we put so much value on our external self and why it's not celebrated when somebody's kind or when someone's compassionate or intelligent or smart. Absolutely. Like, why is that not something that we focus on more? A hundred percent. Well, it's, that's why we need to be the change because it is so much of a focus. But if you think about other countries where it's not oh. even a consideration, like that's why like people, I've had people challenge me and they're like, well, this is just the way it is. Like women are always going to want to be viewed as beautiful and women are always going to want to, oh, you know, age well. And like women, like well, men. Of course you want to look good and you want to feel good and you want to age as well as you yeah. can. Well, I know, but they're, they're but, misinterpreting that yes, message. Yeah. And I'm like, but if you weren't being told by media subtly, like everywhere you go, there's like subtle little messages oh. all around about how like anti-aging, anti, like it's like saying you're not enough if you age. Oh, so, but there's, 
remember I sent you that documentary, mm-hmm. which is wild because it's not just North America anymore. What documentary? Oh, I forget the, the bleeding name edge one. No, there was another one about mm-hmm. um, it, capitalizing on the health and beauty industry and. Everyone now in all these different parts of the world want to look like oh yes, the North I American, yeah, and like people are bleaching their skin, yeah, and it's to look cr- white. In in Asia, it's crazy, crazy. The eye, like people yeah. are changing their eye, like it's absolutely insane. When I watched that documentary, I was like, wow, like this is this is. I didn't think that um, these issues were were like world issues yeah international issues I thought it was just North America yeah yeah you know who have actually had an incredible amount of women reach out to me from Brazil that that, about my breast implant illness stuff and and like so many women get um breast implants and body modifications down in Brazil wow yeah I would have never yeah Brazilian butt lift yeah that's true but it's it's interesting to me of how much it's all just geared towards women everything so I remember this is probably I don't know how many years ago but there was um like a anchorman. It was him and his partner, the girl. And she would often get comments on her hair, her clothes, what her makeup really? looked like constant. Right. So he did a test and every day for a year, he wore the same suit and not one person noticed. But if she like her outfits daily would get comments on like everything, mm-hmm. everything oh about her gosh. appearance. And he's like, what the hell? We're doing the same job. We're showing up <laughs> at the same time. And she's getting comments and criticized on this. And I haven't changed a one thing. And no one's noticed. Wow. Oh, Isn't wow. that just interesting? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. It's. I lot. thought what a badass Holy of him shit. to acknowledge and to point that out and to do that experiment. I was like, whoa. I yeah. couldn't imagine being on TV and stuff. How much worse it is. Yeah. But Absolutely. I mean, Famous people. There's a documentary on Netflix called Famous. I think I saw that one and they're all Whoa. depressed. Yeah. But one girl, like, there's another one, I think. She's, like, 15 and it scares me. Oh, maybe I didn't see that one because there was no 15-year-olds. Oh, she was young, but she was, like, her photos were very curated. Like, she was always, like, naked, half naked. Oh like, she's God. just a child, right? Oh, my God. I'm so glad that social media wasn't like it was when I was 15. No. No. Because, I mean... Even with my my past issues that I had, I didn't have social media. I can't even imagine the triggers. The triggers, because yeah. I get triggered from from it now, and I'm yeah. a grown woman. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's done the healing, and like it oh. still triggers, yeah. and it still triggers constantly. Yeah, yeah. That's like me. That's why I feel so passionate about like uh, beauty standards, and it's like that's why people now that get Botox and make it seem so passe, and they're like, oh, it's just like taking a uh, Advil, and I'm like, oh. whoa, it's way deeper than that. Like, let, even past the physical like harm that it can do to your body, like it goes way deeper. You're than You're still that. changing a part of your body. You're manipulating your body in yeah. a way for whatever yeah. reason, right? Yeah, and it triggers me. Like they're like it will it, like it triggers me and like I will I'll get angry about it, but then like I get sensitive about it too. For sure. Right? And like it's yeah, it's definitely still something I'm working on, but I feel very passionate about changing it and I just want people to not take social media at face value. Like I just it's making me angry and like they're like, "Oh my god, I love this person or I love this girl and I love her messaging." I'm like, "Don't you see how effing confusing yeah. it is?" Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is not right, like, to shed fat and then to talk about body positivity. And I get it. Like, I will admit that there was a part of Royally Fit that did that before. Yeah, but but you guys have, 
but you see that, like I was saying before, like the one thing that I have so much respect for is that, you know, you recognize that you were doing it. Mm -hmm. Some people wouldn't like some people would recognize and just keep it that way. Well, that's what makes me angry is I know there's people on social media that recognize <laughs> what they're doing and, but they're and capitalizing keeping it that way because they're capitalizing on, capitalizing on it financially. For sure. For sure. Because you're going to get, well, eventually though, eventually though, like when you try to marry those two worlds, it's going to crash. Like you can't, there's only so much you can intertwine the worlds right before yeah. it's just like a little bit of a nightmare. I think anyways, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you can't, you can't have both. And it's up to the consumer. Like you have to educate yourself and you have to critically ask questions. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, this is why I think it's so important too to, to still have like in-person interactions and conversations because social media is just like, highlight reel. it's a highlight reel. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people aren't really sharing the shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. Or they're glamorizing something on there, right? Even if it is shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not just about weight loss and body acceptance. Like even as entrepreneurs, like how often right. do you see people like, oh, working from the beach, laptop, entrepreneur life is so easy. Yeah. Just be authentic and be real and just messy action and create a program. It's like, no, yo, it's hell. It is not <laughs> like that. Like, holy moly, it's never ending work. Well, never because ending. They're, they're capitalizing on people's insecurity which and stress, which is financials right like so like that is where like a lot of like shame and arguments and stress comes into people's lives is like their parenting totally um the way they look financials like that can be like it can break up a marriage and so like people are selling this dream and they're not being authentic about it and it's yeah it's it's really it's really wrong what's going on and I get that everyone's going to evolve and I get that some people still need time to get there but it's the people that I know get it yeah are still capitalizing on it that is so unethical totally and so if they're not going to take responsibility and the influence that they have and they're not going to take it seriously, then us as consumers consumers have to be very mindful of who we're following and the messages they're, oh, they're, absolutely. they're sharing and whether we want to buy into that or not. Yeah. And whether that makes us feel good. So if you're following somebody and, and you're not feeling confident with your body or you're struggling with aging or you're struggling with weight loss and you're following people that are telling you that, um, you know, intuitive eating slash let's lose weight or they're telling you like body positivity, love, love your curves and your cellulite, but then let's go get some Botox and some lip injections. Like you need to take a step back and question those things and curate your feed to absolutely be, to fulfill you like what did you say earlier about the um photo book thing oh yeah I thought saw a thing on Instagram today and it was said basically like make your Instagram like a photo album or a scrap that of only things that you like yeah like only, and that's why I said like years ago I unfollowed Victoria's Secret because I was like I can't look at them yes exactly because and I looked at them and I thought oh well, I'm not going to, I don't look like that. So I'm not, therefore I can't be sexy. Right. And I can't wear this and I had to unfollow it. A hundred percent. It's, and all it is, it's like one click to freedom. Yeah. <laughs> one click towards freedom. Yeah. And yeah. find people that have the same messaging that you have or have messaging that you want to learn about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to really buy into the body positivity, like you're saying, yeah. or like the um, health at every size, then learn about it. Learn about it. Just don't take like a social media influencers in, uh, um, information as necessarily the truth. Yes. And if it spiked an interest in you, that's great. But go and learn about it a little bit on your own if you really Absolutely. want to inherit that. Right. 
And don't look at these influencers like they have all the answers and that you can't challenge them. Right. Because it's like, Oh, that person has this many followers. I better not challenge them. They know their stuff. Well, followers means shit. There's a lot of ways to get followers that are very sneaky. Yeah. Like you can buy followers. You can like and unfollow, or sorry, follow and then unfollow and then follow and unfollow people until they follow you back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't go by how many numbers. And again, it's that's a numbers game, too. The whole whole social media thing is... It's just a big click now. It's a popularity contest. It's like, we're all done with school, but now it's like, oh, you only have that many followers? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> when I go to high schools and present... No. Well, actually, no. These were elementary students. I remember last year, they were like... Uh, how many followers do you have? How many likes do you get on a photo? Wow. Yeah, they were like elementary. Wow. And I started laughing. I'm like, uh, I don't, I'm not that popular on social media. <laughs> but I still have a good message. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, it's like the, the number of followers are more important than the actual knowledge that you have. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Because I know we also wanted to encourage people to like, even just step away from social media. And that's something that Kaylee and I are really going to start integrating. Yeah, I saw in, that. Yeah, like integrating into our, um, our program is like part of your mental health and part of your mental wealth is actually stepping away from social media because it's my belief oh. that, and I know there is research to, to support this, that that's one of the reasons that anxiety and depression is an epidemic 150 percent right yeah so it's like you need to take time to step away and like you need to create those boundaries and whether that's taking like a digital detox for a day or it's just like okay I'm not gonna look at it past 4 p.m like I will only look at it at lunch hour like how many hours do you really want to spend on there think about the books you could be reading think about the conversations oh, oh. you can be having this, you knew- this morning I went yeah. and did my Instagram post I often will post in the morning Ashley and I do the same thing because we don't want to be tied to our phone in the evening right yeah. And so I posted oh, it and then all of a sudden I started scrolling and like Mindlessly. 15 minutes later I was like, I didn't do my morning reading. Yeah. Like I normally wake up in the morning, do my reading, then I go in and I'm like, oh shit. You know what like, you I should challenge? 15 minutes. You know what you should challenge people to do? Cause this is what, cause my, cause Paul, my partner is like never on Instagram. He'll post like some of his canvases and stuff, but he goes, he's like, at the end of the day, check on your phone, how much screen time. Yeah. How long you you were on your phone? Yep. Yeah. A shift at work. Like I swear, like some some days I was up to like five six hours of screen time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I get a weekly average, and I think my weekly average is around like two and a half to three and a half hours on on screen time uh, a day, and that doesn't even include my computer time. Wow. Right. So like there's also computer time in there. And that was even just that once a week thing was like, holy shit. Yeah. And now I get off when I can see like you're down 10%. I'm like, <laughs> me too. I didn't know that yours did that. Yeah. On yeah. Sundays I get an update. Yeah. That's when yeah. I get mine too. And then I'm like, <laughs> that's Fuck, amazing. Yeah. Because like that is actually, that means I'm giving time back to my family. That exactly. means I'm giving time back to myself. That means that I'm filling my brain with other things than just what social media. And don't get me wrong. I love that we have a platform and I love that we're able to share a message with people and inspire for people voice, and, yeah. and and just like communicate with our community and like part of really fit online is online like, like yes. literally is on you have to be on when you're online you have to be online yeah but like we even have a strategy for one day 
uh, we're not going to share that now. Like, we, even have, we even have a strategy for like how to get away from that. I want it. I want in on the strategy. We'll share the strategy with you. But we don't want to share it with anybody that's on Royally Fit Online right now because we don't know when we're going to implement it. So right. we don't want the expectation to be that it's going to happen right away. Yeah, but, like, no. We want a way to get people off social media and we want to help coach people to do that. because It's we a weaning. Can, because we can see how damaging it is to people's self, self-worth, self-esteem, anxiety, depression. And it's like, I, I don't want that for my daughter. Well, well it's the same like, hormones like get released if you when you have like an alcohol addiction it's the same exact same hormones get released right yeah it's addiction it's addicting totally like when you start taking days off like I used to actually make Sunday my day off and then I completely got out of that and then when we did it again on um this Sunday you don't realize how mindlessly you will often go to pull 100%. your phone out and you're like oh yeah I, I did it like away. 10 times so for you guys listening we that's amazing with our really put online we do weekly challenges so this week your last week's challenge was one day of a digital detox so most people chose Sunday there's a huge crew of us yeah and I probably in the first in the morning grabbed for my phone 10 times mm-hmm. by the end of the afternoon I was feeling really good and I just I honestly woke up feeling amazing Justin and I had the best Sunday yeah like we just connected we went for a walk we played Nintendo we like we just hung out and it was so nice for neither of us to be on our phones yeah yeah present you're present right yeah like, life is not Ha- like life is not just happening online. Yeah. Like we got to start living life in the present moment. Yeah. And connecting with people in person. Yeah. I think that it also, it's very important for people that are listening that are also like, if they have like a side gig or they're an entrepreneur or whatever, or like their social media has a big impact in their life and like their income. A lot of people have this feeling of like scarcity where like, I do totally. If they're not on there, I used to, I've really worked on it and I'm a lot better, but yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's like where if you're not on all the time, you're missing an opportunity. A hundred percent. I think that's where we have to come in and like and like not oh like some people honestly I feel might be an inappropriate word but I feel like they're whoring themselves out yeah and like all of their time and all of their value and all of their information just to like kind of like get an extra like or an extra follower where like you really need to be you need to set boundaries and you need to not come from a place of scarcity like the people that really care from you and want to hear from you are going to be there whether you take For a day sure. or two off social media where like some people don't feel like they can it's an addiction very of, addicting it's addiction but it's also this like feeling of unworthiness like you well, it's get FOMO. scarcity yeah it's, it's FOMO. FOMO yeah <laughs> well I, I saw I heard one the other day Jomo what's that the joy, joy of missing, missing out, out. <laughs> oh I like that I have so much Jomo I, I'm like on weekends I'm like yes my Jomo. couch <laughs> yeah but it's so true like I and I even noticed that when I was becoming more aware of how much time I was spending on it, like the first time you take a break from it, you do go through like withdrawal. Mm-hmm. It's yep. like wit- serious. It's a serious thing. Like, well, I was telling you guys when, when social media crashed, I cried like a loser, like a baby because mm-hmm. I was so scared that I lost everything. So it's like, but when I really think about it, the majority of my work comes from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I would say 95% of my work is just word of mouth. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that social media can be a beautiful thing. Yeah. If you take control of it. Yes. And if you curate your feed, it can be unbelievable. It can be wonderful. It can inspire you and motivate you and connect you with people. Yes. But just like everything else, you need to take accountability and ownership of it. So if it's making you feel bad, you have the power to change that. Yes. No one's making you follow somebody or making you respond to somebody or whatever. So like, it's just like anything else you need to own it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think would be a really cool thing for our listeners is if we created a blog to go along with this mm-hmm. podcast and we share some of social media influencers that we follow that we find really inspiring yeah. and have a really good message. So not just telling them to curate their feed, but like who, if you want to spend some time on there and like, it's like, maybe you just want some mindless time on your lunch hour to like scroll through something, then like maybe these are some people that you could uh, watch or here's some podcasts you could listen to, Mm -hmm. like fill your time, like imagine how much like better you'd feel about yourself and how much more fulfillment you oh. would get if you spent your your spare time not only with your loved ones but then also on like just listening to a podcast or something that makes you feel good exactly. or laugh yeah. or whatever the people that I yeah. follow give me so much education yeah I and get a good I get yeah. good education like I'll look them up purposely yeah. to I'll purposely go to their yeah um, like page website? yeah to to oh, see, see what they post like movement wise and stuff I've learned so much about like different movements and stuff yeah. on Instagram yeah, yeah it can be so beautiful yeah 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 if but done correctly yeah the control is definitely a big thing yeah, yeah. for sure yeah yeah well, thank you very much. I know we're going to be having you back again, but we actually did this topic impromptu for anybody that's listening because <laughs> we were downstairs and like before we came up to the closet. To do this <laughs> I podcast, love the closet. Um, we were ranting and like we, cause we're all, we're all trying to create a movement and we're all trying to basically attach ourselves to some of these, um, these trends right now because they mean something to us. Yeah. And we're talking about how that can really be infuriating as an entrepreneur when you see people abusing it. And so we're like, yeah, screw it. We're going to talk about this. Yeah, like halfway through our conversation, yeah. I'm like, why are why we recording, recording this? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Let's just go have an actual conversation. Yeah. So no, I love what, it. So that's what we did. But Christy, we have to have you back to yeah. talk about some more things. Like I know you could dive a little bit deeper into the whole set point weight stuff and like talk oh, yeah. about the science. And, yeah. So yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah. And like thank you, part one. Thank yeah. you for the awesome conversation. And uh and for those of you listening, make sure that you use the link in the show notes because we're gonna send you to a blog where um Christy and Kaylee and I are all gonna share some of the um influencers or podcasts that we listen to that we like to fill our time up with yeah. if we do feel like doing some scrolling. So yeah. Awesome. Oh wait, we have to ask you. Oh, what makes you feel badass? Ah, uh, lifting weights. Awesome. Definitely yeah. lifting weights. Swing no, lately swinging a kettlebell. Amazing. I'm back into kettlebells a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool stuff. Well, thank you so much and I know it's got like a <laughs> random in there. Uh, and don't forget everyone <laughs> to make, make today, today badass. badass. Woo! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Badass Podcast. If you could do us a huge favor and head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, we would be so grateful because you have no idea how much that helps us grow our podcast. Yeah, and as an incentive and a little bonus, we're going to be doing a monthly giveaway and it's going to be kind of a mix of everything that we have to offer. So one month it could be Royally Fit Online, joining our community. It could be from the Badass Boutique or maybe even just some like free recipes and like a coaching call or something with us. We will figure it out month by month as we go. So yeah, please go over iTunes, podcast app, leave us a five-star review. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Spare Room Studios.